with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day. For it is a statute for Israel, a rule of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a language I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me, there shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him, and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, this is our last worship service for 2023. The next time we gather for worship will be in the year of our Lord, 2024. It seems that time passes so quickly. It was only a week ago that we were anticipating the celebration of Christmas, and now that is but a memory for us. Some of you recall when the calendar turned from the year 1999 to the year 2000, and all the concerns surrounding that change of date. That was almost a quarter century ago that that happened. How quickly time passes. We see it in our own lives and in the lives of our children and our grandchildren. How quickly it seems they grow up. Even for Mary and I, this is our seventh last service of the year we are celebrating. Seven times already. Time goes by so quickly. And so it's important for us to recognize the passage of time, to, to, to give ourselves time to think about what God has done for us. Uh, perhaps for you tonight, it'll be a time uh, later where you might gather with family or friends for a time of celebration. We're going to do that this evening using Psalm 81 to help us to celebrate God and what he has done and continues to do for his people. Psalm 81 is a psalm for celebration. Look how it begins. Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song. Sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. A psalm that calls us to praise our God. Praise him for his continued faithfulness 
to his people. And so that will be the focus of our celebration tonight, praising God for who he is and what he has done. As I said, it's important for us to, to be aware of the passage of time, to mark what's going on. So important, we read in verse 4, uh, it's a statute for Israel, a rule of the God of Jacob. They were to mark the process of time in their lives, and God gave them provisions for doing that, to fulfill this statute and this rule. God gave his people Israel what we refer to as the festal or the feast year recorded for us in Leviticus 23 three different main feasts that were to take place throughout the year to help Israel to remember the passage of time and what God was doing God gave them first the feast of Passover and of unleavened bread This was the first feast of their year, the feast of Passover and unleavened bread, a reminder of their deliverance out of Egypt. You recall that story, children, how God took his people out of captivity, out of Egypt, so quickly, so abruptly, they didn't have time to finish making their bread and putting the leaven. It was unleavened bread, a reminder of God's swift deliverance from their captivity. The second feast in their feast year was the Feast of Weeks, a feast that came at the end of the wheat and barley harvest. It was something like our Thanksgiving. Having brought these crops in, a reminder of God's physical blessings to his people. Once again, the wheat crop and the barley crop had come in, and so in the Feast of Weeks, they would remember They would celebrate God's provision for them. And then then the third of those three annual feasts, the Feast of Tabernacles. This coming at the end of the fruit harvest, when they had taken their grapes and their figs in. Another reminder of God's faithfulness. God gave them these feasts to help to mark time to remember what he had done for his people. These yearly ordinances for their worship and for their life. And Psalm 81 was one of the psalms they would use to celebrate those feast days. Now, scholars don't agree on which feast in particular this psalm was used for, but they all agree, yes, this was a festal song. Seen in verse 3, blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon, on our feast day. This was a psalm used to celebrate within the people of Israel, to celebrate what God had done for them, to be used in that festal year. Now we know, as the church, that ordinance of the various feasts has passed away. That was part of God's ceremonial law, no longer required for us in the church. But we do, in some ways, simply for our own blessing, continue that practice of remembering what God has done. We do that in what we call the liturgical year. Now, not an ordinance, not something we have to do, but but 
helpful to help us remember and to celebrate what God has done. That liturgical year begins before Christmas, Advent and Christmas. And kids, you know, this year we had Advent and Christmas sermons, highlighting those five traditional themes, hope and peace and joy and love and the light of God given at Christmas time to help us to mark time, to remember what God had done. This coming Saturday, there is a, a, a Christian holiday that we don't often commemorate. This coming Saturday is Epiphany, or the Feast of Epiphany. It is a, it is a time to remember the, the revelation of Jesus Christ, who he is and what he came to do. Later in the year, we have the time of Lent and Good Friday and Easter. And as I said this past year, we actually had sermons related to Lent, the seven last words of Christ from the cross, to remember, to celebrate what God was doing there in his son, to, to commemorate the crucifixion, and to commemorate God's resurrection of his son, God's faithfulness to Jesus Christ on our behalf, that liturgical year to help us to remember the passage of time. We, we commemorate the ascension. We commemorate Pentecost. We recall Christ's kingship, Christ's kingship not only over his church but over the entire world and the fact that upon his church he has poured out his Holy Spirit. These liturgical acts, not required, not an ordinance like for Israel, but helpful. Helpful for us to remember the works of our God. And, and even if we chose not to recall any of those liturgical acts, those liturgical days, God has given us an ongoing weekly reminder of his work in our lives. God has given us the Christian Sabbath, a day on which to celebrate what God has done and the importance of celebrating what God has done week after week after week. God himself put time in creation. God made a pattern, a pattern for working for six days and resting on one. God was faithful to provide rest for his people. He didn't say we have to work seven days a week. But he says there's, there's, there's a time for rest. And you need to observe that. Physical rest, to be sure, laying aside our daily labors, but spiritual rest as well. A reminder that, that, that we rest spiritually in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We rest in what he has done, what he has accomplished. And we hear that again and again, every Lord's Day, every Lord's Day, every Lord's Day. That reminder, a reminder to celebrate what God has done for his people. The importance, the importance of celebrating what God has done. The psalmist, shout aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre and the harp. Blow the trumpets at the new moon and the full moon and on the feast day. The importance of celebrating, 
remembering what God has done. The psalmist goes on then to give, to give them particular reasons why it is they should celebrate. Reasons rooted in the past, reasons seen in the present, and reasons looking forward to the future. We read in verse 6, I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. A reminder of what God had done for his people Israel in the past. And I have on the outline here a vivid reminder. Because, because the psalmist here is not just using poetic language. The, I relieve the, your shoulder of the burden, your hands are freed from the basket. They actually knew that truth. They had been in captivity. They had had burdens on their shoulders. They had been forced to carry baskets with things in them to labor. And God had actually really freed them, delivered them, the burden of service taken away. They could recall vividly the past and what God had done for them. He says, I, I answered you in the secret place of thunder. Again, not just picturesque poetic language. God actually spoke to them from the thunder. Remember Sinai, children, how the, 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 the top of that mountain was clouds and was lightning, and God spoke out of that. They could recall vivid, real times when in their past, God had acted in their lives. I tested you, he says, at Meribah, a real-life place, a place they could still go to and remember. Real, vivid reminders of God's work in their life in the past. We have that same reminder for us. Tonight, we have recounted real, specific instances of God's faithfulness. The sheet this morning in the bulletin with real names on them. Not just, uh, you know, God gave us some people. No, real names of real people. Children who were born, marriages begun, new members God has brought to us, a vivid reminder that God is at work in his church. God is at work among his people. He continues to act here in this church in real ways. We saw it in the past. Again, in verse 7, in distress, you called, and I delivered you. A reminder that God knows the real struggles we have had this past year. For some, it has been a difficult year. A year of challenges, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And God knows those real challenges. Some have lost loved ones. God knows that, 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 that real sense of loss. Some of these struggles are ongoing. God knows our desire for relief. He knows and he will answer in the right time and in the right way. We can reflect 
upon the fact that we have had a God who has known us, who has been faithful to us. We remember God's faithfulness in the past. We celebrate because of God's consistency in the present. Verse 8, Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me, there shall be no strange God among you, You shall not bow down to a foreign god, for I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The call to be faithful to God, because God continues to remain the same. God has not changed. He still calls them to have no other god before him. God's rules have not changed. He has remained constant to who he is. He is faithful to himself. He is faithful to his word. God remained faithful for his people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. That same God is faithful to us in his rule today. God continues to come to us and say, you shall have no other gods before me. My word has not changed. My law has not changed. The call to faithful obedience has not changed. God is constant in the present. He calls us to a wholehearted devotion and obedience. Oh, it is our tendency to want to dethrone God, to want to do things our own way. But he says, look, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. You shall have no strange God. You shall not bow down to any foreign God. I have not changed in my call to to call forth your obedience and your praise. Kids, every Sunday, you know, we read the law of God, either from Exodus or from Deuteronomy or other appropriate passage, every Sunday. And and maybe sometimes you wonder, you know, why do we do that? We hear it every Sunday, and haven't we heard it enough? One of the reasons we read the law every Sunday is it is a reminder that God does not change. That our obligations to him do not change. Can you imagine what it would be like if one Sunday we came and read one law of God and attempted to keep that during the week, and the next Sunday the law was completely different? Oh no, God wants something else this week. And the next Sunday, something completely different again. The, 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 the sadness, the frustration of trying to please a God who keeps changing. Our God remains the same. A constant rule in the present. You shall have no other gods. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. What a blessing for us that God is faithful to himself and God is faithful to his word, a word that does not change. The psalmist concludes then by turning his attention to the future and and will give hope for the people, but will do it 
in the context of a warning. Verse 11. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies. I would turn my hand against their foes. Looking to the future, that there is blessing, but only if we follow in the ways of God. We need to listen to him. If we do not listen, if we go our own way, we have no hope or any assurance that God will take care for us and, be, and be ble uh, give blessing to us. We are to follow him. And in fact, he says in verse 12, so I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. What frightening words. Can you imagine if God gave us up to the desires, to the base desires of our stubborn hearts? Can you imagine if he left us to our own counsel, our own fallen, sinful counsel? What a frightening thing. No hope there at all. No hope for the future. No hope in what I can do, what I can accomplish. I gave them up to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. But he says, verse 13, Oh, that my people would listen, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies, turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him, and their fate would last forever blessing for the people of God when they commit to following in his ways. Hope for the future. Hope that God will, will be a just judge. Again, verse 14, excuse me, verse 15, those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and their fate would last forever. A reminder that there will be final justice for God and for his people. And the enemies of God will go fleeing from him, yet God will destroy them and their fate will last forever. There is hope for the future, but only hope for those who are found in Jesus Christ. Only hope for those who are a part of this people of God. And so on this last Lord's Day of the new year, this Sunday evening, once again, the gospel call goes out. If never before you have embraced Jesus Christ, if never before you have bowed the knee to him, God is still gracious. It is still the day of salvation. Tonight is the night to humble yourself, to confess your sins, to turn to Jesus Christ that you might have hope in the new year and hope for the future. The psalmist says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Verse 16, he would feed you with the finest of the wheat and with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. These last two allusions 
feed you with the finest of wheat, a, uh, a, 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 a reference forward to one who would be the finest of wheat, who would be the bread of life. Looking forward to Jesus Christ who would come and do everything necessary to secure a salvation for his own. And with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. We often think of, of milk and honey coming in terms of, of God's promise of a land. This, this looking beyond that to a greater land, to an eternity with God forever. God's promise that in Jesus Christ we will have everything necessary in this life and in the life to come. It's New Year's Eve. It's a time to celebrate. Celebrate that God has been with us in the past, in 2023, in real, specific ways, giving us his blessing, being faithful to himself, that God continues to go with us day after day after day. His word has not changed. His law has not changed. God is faithful and constant. And as we look to the year of our Lord, 2024, we have every reason for hope, every reason for confidence, for God goes ahead of us to bring blessing to his people. And so we anticipate the coming of a new year. We anticipate another year of service and devotion to our God, trusting him to be faithful to his word, faithful to his people. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we do thank you and praise you for who you are. You are a God who is always faithful to yourself and faithful to your word. Thank you for the assurance this gives us. Lord God, if we are still going through those struggles, those times of difficulty that we have in the past and continue now, we pray you would give us that hope that assurance, that confidence for the future, that you do all things well, and even the difficulties that come in our life are for our blessing. Help us to trust you more and more in the new year. Help us to live for you, to serve you, for you are our God, always faithful to love your people. Hear our prayer, O oh God, for Jesus' sake, amen. We're going to turn in the Trinity Psalter hymnal. Uh, we sang this this morning. We are singing it again tonight because it is certainly true uh, all our lives, but particularly as we mark the passage of time. 245, great is thy faithfulness. 245, great is thy faithfulness. We will sing all three verses. Let's stand together as we sing. <laughs> 